It's good to see all of you this evening. Thanks for walking over, crawling over, or however you got here. Maybe the uh, Hebrew prophets uh, assisted you, James, uh, whatever the case might be. But I'm delighted to be here with you this evening. And Alan, again, I appreciate the invitation to come and share here at the college. I certainly appreciate your warm hospitality today. Thank you, sir. And I'm, I'm just delighted to see all of the students. I like to consider myself your age, or you consider yourself my age, however you want to look at it. I'm just as old or as young as you are. How's that? Thinking positively here. <laughs> But I'm happy to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you. And this evening our scripture lesson is from my favorite gospel, the gospel of Mark. The fifth chapter, verses 21 through 24. It reads as follows. When... Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake. A large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And this ends the reading from the gospel lesson. I like to title the message this evening simply Jesus went with him. Pray with me. Gracious God, it's me again. Help me to speak your word boldly, with power and authority. We pray for the visitation of your Holy Spirit, and that all we do will bring honor and glory to your kingdom. For in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Christianity is a religion based upon miracles. And miracles have the tendency to defy all the laws of nature. Miracles seem to supersede any human concept of what is or what should be. And so in our text this evening, we find a miracle. One performed by our Lord and Savior, 
Jesus Christ. And he performed this miracle in the life of a dad, a young daughter, and the multitude which had assembled around the house and in this city where Jesus was. If you start the reading with verse 1 of this fifth chapter, you will find that Jesus and his disciples were on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. He also performed a miracle there, a man who was possessed. But in this text, in this passage of scripture, Jesus and his disciples returned to the original side of the Sea of Galilee, and there he encountered a very large crowd. The people surrounded him. It reminds me of the days when I was, a, I was at the Air Force Academy and leaving the stadium after we beat CSU or somebody. <laughs> the crowd would be there pressing against us and we were trying to make the exit to get to the car and get home so I could relax. And I can imagine that with Jesus, it was the same type scenario with him. The people were pressing against him because they wanted to get a closer look. They wanted to see him. They wanted to touch him. They wanted to feel him and just to look in his eyes. And in the midst of this crowd. There was a man who made his way somewhat abruptly and probably stepped on a few toes as he made his way to Jesus. And Mark says when he found himself in the presence of Jesus, he fell at his feet. A sign of submission and adoration, a sign of respect, a sign of humility. He fell at the master's feet. How many of us this evening have fallen at his feet recently? How long has it been since you prayed and asked him for guidance to direct your life? How long has it been? Have you fallen at his feet lately? I pray it has not been a very long time since you went to him and fell at his feet. And simply say, Lord, here am I. Jairus fell at his feet and Mark says in his gospel, he pleaded with him. He begged him. He asked of him. Not for himself, but for his child, for his daughter. And as a parent, I, I, I used to tell my children... There's nothing in this world I would not do for you. I will go through a flaming brick wall for you. Because God has given you to us. To love. To care for. 
to help you to develop into the person God would have you be in this life. And I can identify with this dad. His daughter was dying. And let me tell you, there's nothing like having a daughter. I have a daughter, and now I'm a granddad, and now both of them are special because she named our granddaughter Alexis after Grandpa. Whatever Alexis wants from Grandpa, she can get it. <laughs> I'm just waiting on the day for her to say, Grandpa, let's go for a ride. That's my daughter. That's my granddaughter. There's something special about the bond between dads and daughter. It is very unique. And Jairus went to him seeking help on behalf of his daughter. And he says to him, I just want you to come and touch her so that she will be healed and she will live. A matter of life and death. And Mark says in the 24th verse, so Jesus went with him. No hesitation. No, wait, wait a minute. Let, 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 let me call the, those other disciples before I... Let, let me text message them before I go. Hold, hold on a moment. And Jesus went with him. Let me tell you a few things why Jesus went with him. And then I'm going to sit down. Jesus went with him because he had faith. Faith the size of a mustard seed. Faith, just, just, just a little faith he had in Jesus. The man who approached Jesus was a very prominent man in the community, a ruler in the synagogue. He just wasn't your everyday type Joe. He was prominent. He had connections in the community. But when he was confronted with death, his power and position had no bearing on life. And so it is with us tonight. It doesn't matter what your position is, who you are, we all must face death. That's life's common denominator. So it was with him. He went to Jesus because of his faith and his faith superseded any doubt that he may have had in his heart. Faith will make you do wonderful things if you only believe. So he went to Jesus in faith and faith propelled him through the crowd. And he found his way and he knelt at the master's feet. And then he 
uttered his humble request. And he was hearing and doing, and they are both verbs, but they are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Hearing is over here, but doing is across Fountain Boulevard. Closely related in terms of the language, but yet so far apart. He was a doer and not only a hearer, as James said. So he was able to find his way through the crowd. And when, when, when I read this text, I'm not the least bit surprised that Jesus was willing to go with him because Jesus, as I learned as a little boy, loved the children of the world. Red or yellow, black or white, they're all precious in his sight. A man of faith. Let, let, let me hurry on. I don't want Alan to call time out on me. Let me, let me, let me. <laughs> Jesus went with him because the need was urgent. How many of you have been to ER at Memorial Penrose Hospital lately? The need might be urgent, but sometimes they might be a little slow getting to you. <laughs> sometimes they uh, say, I'm sorry, sir, but uh, there are more people here who are much more seriously injured than you are. And that little tummy ache you have, why don't you just go home and take some Pepto-Bismol? You'll be all right in the morning. But the need was urgent. This little girl was dying. Life was escaping. I don't know what had come over this child. The scriptures do not tell us, but there was some kind of disease or virus or illness, some kind of affliction was literally draining her life away from her. Moment by moment, she was dying. And this dad had done all he could do for her, and now it was time to act and go to him who had come to save that which was lost. He went to Jesus. But notice in the text, that as Jesus and Jairus are now leaving to go to his house, they are interrupted by someone else. The text says there was a woman who had also been ill for 12 years, and it's ironic that Jairus' daughter was 12, and this woman had been ill for 12 years. And she too made her way through the crowd. Oh man, what a day. Have you ever had a day like that? The phone just doesn't stop. Then you keep getting emails and you can't respond to anything. You just say, honey, I need to come home. <laughs> and she said, no, you stay. The bills have to be paid. So you stay. That, that's a bad day, let me tell you. <laughs> That's a bad day when your wife tells you to stay because the bills need to be paid. <laughs> That's a bad day. Coffee can't cure that one, that's for sure. 
So here's this woman. Perhaps she had observed Jairus. I don't know. But she made her way and she said, if I could only touch the hem of his garment. I don't have to touch the man. I, 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 I just want to touch his garment and I know I will be made whole. And she touched him. And Jesus felt it. There was a transformation of power from the master to the woman on her knees. No circuit breakers here, sisters and brothers. This is direct power transfer. When she touched him, she lit up like a light bulb and said, Oh, I have been healed. And Jesus says, some, some, somebody, somebody touched me. I, 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 I felt it. But even though the need was urgent, he did not turn her away. I'm reminded of this hymn when I was a little boy. We, just, we used to sing this a lot in my church. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not, do not pass me by. Some of us can only do one thing at a time and that's watch CSI. <laughs> Jesus can do it all. So he healed the woman en route to this dad's home who needed him just as much as this little girl needed him. The last thing I'm going to share with you is this. Jesus went home with him to restore life. While Jesus was speaking to the woman, a group of people came to him and said, you know what? Why don't you just go on your way? The little girl just died. Now you have a grief-stricken dad. And he's probably pondering, what, what is it that I must do? I, I went to Jesus and, and it didn't work out. How, how many of you have gone to Jesus lately and asked for a specific prayer request and it did not materialize the way you had anticipated? 
and your human nature came to the surface and you were disappointed and angry with Jesus. Don't give up too quickly on my Jesus. I don't know about your Jesus, but I can tell you about my Jesus. You cannot give up on him. He does not come when we want him to come, but he's always, always. And he doesn't care a thing about your little El Cheapo Timex watch. It doesn't mean a thing to him. Oh, did I say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> so he goes all the way. Not just to Fountain Boulevard, not just to the airport, but if necessary, he will go to Albuquerque and back with you. So he goes to the house. And when they got there, the mourners were there, they were grieving, there was much confusion and chaos. So he decides to ask them to leave and he goes into the house with, I call him with his three favorite guys, Peter, James, and John. I mean, they're always there, ready, Johnny on the spot. Those guys were hanging tight with Jesus. And they go in the house where all the family members had been asked to leave and Jesus took the child by her hand. The child belonged to him, just like we belong to him, so he took her by her hand. And then he speaks life into her. See, you gave up on Jesus. I didn't. So he said, mate, arise. And, 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 and the little girl began to breathe. The, the breath which had been removed from her lungs and her body and the, the, the blood cells that had begun to cease moving through her system and her breathing began to rush from her lungs to her nostrils and the little girl sprang to her feet. Amen. The world's renowned physician had visited her house, had restored her to life again. Because he is the resurrection and the life. And all power in heaven and earth are in his hands and not ours. Amen. And he called her back to life. Because he possesses the power to do whatever it is he desires when he wants to do it. And he restored her life. My brothers and sisters, as I close this evening, we too, if we are not taken by the rapture,
shall not breathe, shall not be walking. But he will call us one day by our names. Not by our socials, not by our class, not by student numbers, not by our home address, but he will call us by our names. And they that sleep in him shall be raised to everlasting life. Jesus went with him because he had a mission. I challenge you tonight to go with him for he will not leave you nor forsake you. But he's there. In the midst of your battles, in the midst of your struggles, in the midst of the F you're going to get if you don't turn that paper in, whatever it is. He's there. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, go with these students. Encourage them and lift them up. And may they study to show themselves approved of you. Thank you for our time together tonight. For in Christ's name we pray. Amen.